One of the things that I uh, enjoy about the Lord is the blessings that come from the Lord. But one of the things that I struggle with is not making everything about me. I find that it just comes out of me. I like to make choices in my life. But one of the things that the Lord continues to show me is that life is about Him. And that I actually find more and more happiness when I make life about Him and not about me. But it's one of the things that we struggle with. And it's so subtle um, that we sometimes don't even know it. And we see it all around us, people around us making life about them. And so we feel like there's nothing wrong with wanting to guide our lives in a certain way. But one of the things I want to share with you and one of the things that the Lord is showing me is that when I do that, what I do is I open myself up for darkness to come in and really grab a hold, even though I don't intend that. You know, one of the things that George was talking about is he was talking about Peter. And Peter was someone who wanted to serve Jesus. He followed Jesus. But one of the things that he found is that Peter opened himself up to be led by the enemy. And the enemy came in and and grabbed a hold. And, And how did that happen? Well, it happened because Peter thought he knew better than the Lord. And Peter wanted to kind of give direction to his life and even the life of the Lord. And because of that, because he was unwilling to completely trust the Lord and just follow where the Lord said, the enemy came in and was able to give direction. This morning, we're going to look at a scripture where somebody else was in that very place. The person that we are going to look at, scripture records that God had given a new heart. We see the Spirit of God come upon this person. We see God's favor on this person. Uh, This person was used to bring deliverance to other people. But we're also going to see where this person was unwilling unwilling to completely give themselves over to the Lord. And because of that, we're going to see that darkness came in and darkness grabbed a hold of them and darkness overtook them. And that's one of the things, especially in our culture, that we don't take seriously at all. Right now, you know, we're in the Halloween season and we see people, you know, with Uh, you know, figurines of witches and different things like that. And, And why do we do that? The reason we do it is because we don't actually believe in evil. We, we don't actually believe it. We don't believe that it has control in our lives. We think it's just a fun little thing to mock. But it's not. Evil is able to dominate us. And the only thing, the only thing that can protect us is the Lord. We can't do it ourselves. We can't separate. We can't uh, fight off darkness. It is only the Lord that can save us, that can rescue us, that can bring us life. But the only way that we get that is when we say completely yes to the Lord. We don't say, oh, thank you, Lord. I'll take that, but I'm going this way. It doesn't work that way. 
The only way it works is when we say, okay, God, I have found so much life in you. Um, I've experienced the darkness and I don't want any more of it. And so, Lord, I'm giving myself over completely to you. And when you say turn left, I turn left. And when you say turn right, I turn right. That's what the Lord is calling us to do. That is where life is found. The scripture we're going to look at is in 1 Samuel chapter 15. 1 Samuel chapter 15. And we're just going to be looking at two verses this morning. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. And in the scripture that we're going to be looking at, the person that it's going to be speaking of um, is King Saul. King Saul was the first king um, of Israel that God had established. And again, as I said earlier, God didn't just call him, but, but God gave him everything that he needed. He changed his heart. His spirit was upon him. Um, he was prophesying. Uh, I mean, God gave him everything that he needed. God took him uh, as a nobody and lifted him up. And began to use him. But the problem is, that, and here's what you're going to see, is that Saul was unwilling to do exactly what the Lord said. And when the Lord called him out on it, instead of saying, Lord, I repent, I will do exactly as you call me to do, instead, hear this, he made excuses. He made excuses. I want to share something with you because sometimes people don't understand this. The way that we receive Christ is to repent. And to repent is to completely confess. It's not to say, yeah, you know, I probably shouldn't have done that, but it's because of this, this, and this. You see, we can come to the Lord and we don't oftentimes experience this in life. When we uh, confess things to people here in life, what we oftentimes receive is a lot of condemnation. Yeah, you did, you idiot. Why did you do that? I can't believe you did that. But I want you to know that when we come to the Lord and we confess and we say, God, here's what I've done. I have zero excuse yeah, you know, my parents did this, or, you know, uh, this person over here did this. But none of that matters because I made the choices and I have no excuses. And when we say that to God, God doesn't say, yeah, you did. Boy, you're bad. God says, child, I love you, and I want you to know I paid the price for that. And when he says that, we're able to receive complete forgiveness. But the only way that happens is when we are honest. When we try to cover it up. And when we try to say yes, but. That's not repentance. That's not confession. We're saying, God, I just need a little help from you. That doesn't work. God doesn't give us a little help. God died for us. And when we come and we're completely open, we find life. But what you find in Saul is he was unwilling to do that. When he was called on the carpet, he made excuses for it. And he said, you know, God, please don't leave me. That's not enough. God wants to have complete control. But because Saul was unwilling to do that, what we also find is that a demonic spirit came into his life and took over. 
And he went from experiencing life and joy to experiencing constant fear and anxiety and rage and thinking that everybody was out to get him and constantly looking for how to protect himself. And life became absolutely miserable. And the reason I share this with you is so that you can see how it happened. Because right now, Scripture records this, the enemy has a scheme for everyone in our life right now. Uh, he has a playbook laid out. I'm going to do this in, in you know, Jill's life, in Jack's life, and when I do this, they're going to react in this way, and it's going to drive them you know, away from the Lord here, and eventually I'm just going to keep pulling them away, and eventually they're going to completely walk away from the Lord. And you may be thinking to yourself, no way. No way will that happen. Uh, you know, I'm not that dumb. Well, you know what? Your intelligence can't save you. Your own heart cannot save you. It is only the heart of God that he wants to put in you that can save you. So Samuel was talking to Saul in verse 22. And here's, here's what he said to him. He said, what is more pleasing to the Lord? Your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? You know, when we mess up, sometimes we try to make up for it, right? Like if we mess up uh, against someone, you know, maybe we'll, you know, send them a present or something, or we try to do something nice. And oftentimes that's what we do with the Lord. I want you to hear this. There is nothing that you can give the Lord. There's nothing. He has everything. The only thing that he wants is you and your heart. And the way that you give him your heart is to trust him. And the way that you trust him is to simply obey. When he directs you, you say, yes, Lord. That's what he's after. So if you go out and mess up, that's fine. Just confess it. But, but don't think that, that, you know, if you, well, I did this bad thing, I'm going to go do a couple good things, and then God's going to say, well, it's okay. <laughs> that doesn't work with God. The whole reason that God had sacrifices is that so that we would understand the weight of our sin. But Saul didn't get that. Saul thought he could make up for things. Well, you know, I know God told me to do this and I didn't do it because I wanted something that God, you know, wasn't wanting to give me at the time. But hey, I'm going to give God these good things over here so it's, it's going to make up for it. It doesn't make up for it. That's not what God wants. And, and what's so different about that is that every other false god in the world, every other false god, that is their system. You give them things. You give them things and you earn their favor. There is nothing that you can give the one true God that's going to earn his favor. Because he has everything. He created everything. He wants you and you alone. He wants you to trust him. He wants your heart. He loves you. That's what he's after. And that's what Saul didn't get. He goes on and he says, listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. And submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Let me say that word again, submission. Oh, we hate that. Oh, submit. I don't submit to anyone. You know, I'm the ruler of my life. Well, let me tell you something. I've come to find out I'm not the ruler of my life. 
And as strong as I thought I was, uh, my strength cannot deliver me of, of anything. <laughs> the enemy is, is much stronger. He's much smarter. He's all of those things. Without God, I am an absolute wreck. An absolute wreck. God is the only one that can deliver me. And so because of that, I am absolutely willing to submit to him wholeheartedly. Because without him, I'm a wreck. That's what God is looking for in your life. Again, if you're looking for, you know, guiding your own life, making your own choices, and asking God to bless you along the way, so, you know, you throw in a few bucks in the offering plate, hoping that, you know, does it for you, or maybe you put in a little service over here in the church, you know, so that the Lord will give you a little favor. You know what? Just stop it. <laughs> Just stop it. That is dead religion. It does absolutely nothing. God wants your heart. And that means submitting fully to Him. And understand this, because this is where the Scripture's going. Your choice is, if you do not submit to Him, you will submit to the demonic. You will. You will be under its control. The question this morning was, is worship a choice? We think it is. It is not. You were created to worship. That's how you were created. You have absolutely no choice. Because whether you realize it or not, you live in a world that is controlled by spiritual power. And you will worship. If you choose not to worship God, you will worship other things that you think you are controlling. But the reality is, is that everything outside of God is controlled by darkness. And darkness is going to rule you. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can follow the Lord. You can walk in light. Verse 23. Here's where he really gets into it. He says, Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft. And stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. Now, we don't think that, right? I mean, who's ever been a little rebellious? Who's ever been a little stubborn? What does that have to do with worshiping idols and witchcraft? Well, that's where it all starts. And here's the thing. Going back to Saul. Again, Scripture records the Spirit of God came on Saul. God gave him a new heart. He was experiencing all this goodness in the Lord. But you want to know what he did at the end of his life? At the end of his life, he rejected the Lord. He goes to a witch and asks her to call up the spirit of Samuel so that he can be delivered. He didn't turn to God. Why not? Because he started with rebellion. He started with rebellion. When God said, go do this, he said, I'm going to do it part way, but I'm going to make some room for myself. And what he did right there was he opened the door. Whenever you say no to the Lord, you're opening the door. But here's the good news. You can always repent. Be quick to repent. All right? When you find that you disobeyed, repent fast. I mean, the Lord already knows you did it. You're not hiding anything. Just go to Him and be completely honest. But when we try to hide and when we try to justify, what we're doing is we're rebelling against the Lord and we're opening the door up. 
We're opening the door for darkness to come in. And when darkness comes in, we oftentimes don't even realize it in the beginning. You know, I've talked about this before, that we think people that are controlled by darkness, you know, walk around with red eyes and, you know, they look all creepy. But when you read the New Testament, Jesus was making it clear that the religious leaders that were all dressed prim and proper and everybody gave them respectful greetings when they walked into the marketplaces, they were ruled by the demonic. They were absolute tools of the demonic. But nobody could see it on the outside. It wasn't till the end, okay, when things started to get ugly and people were like, whoa, how did those religious people kill Jesus who literally had no sin? He went around delivering people and healing people. And they didn't just kill him. They beat him to death and hung him on a cross until he finally just gave in. I mean, how does that happen? Well, it started with rebellion. They were unwilling to really give themselves over to God. They wanted God's favor. They wanted God's blessing. And they wanted to appear righteous to other people. But the whole time they were led by the demonic. Why do I share that with you? Because you could be opening the door and the demonic could be leading you right now. But because you look all prim and proper and your life's in order and you know, you're not sitting in jail somewhere and you're thinking you got it together, you might think you're good. Well, you know what? You're in a perfect place for the demonic to lead you because you're totally blinded. Rebellion. Rebellion, that's where it leads. Because here's ultimately what witchcraft is about. Witchcraft is about trying to use spiritual power outside of God. That's what it is. And is there spiritual power outside of God? Absolutely. Absolutely. Darkness is real. But there's a consequence to it. But God's power is greater. Now he also says, stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. What's stubbornness? Stubbornness is, is just continuing to say no. What do we do when we um, don't truly follow God? Well, here's what we do. We recreate God into the God that we want. Now, maybe you don't have an image at your house that you're bowing down to in the morning, you know, anything like that. But if you are not following the God of Scripture and you are saying that, no, God is like this and like this, and, uh, you know, God only wants me to do this, and, you know, or God wants me to do this thing over here that Scripture says is sin. What you've done is you've recreated God. How would you like it if somebody recreated you? How would you like it if you found out that someone was telling others that you are a certain way that you're not? <laughs> You know, uh, that, that you go around, uh, you know, stealing from people. Or, or you go around, um, I, I don't know, telling lies about people. And you're like, what? Why would they say that? I'm not like that. Well, people do that all the time with God. Oh, God's like this. You want to know what God is like? Go to the Word. Go to the Word. Read the Word. Any time that you start trying to recreate God because it's the way that you want Him, you know, when, when we try to recreate God so that I can be master of my life, but yet He blesses me, I'm recreating God. And the reality is, at that point, 
You are not worshiping God. What does the Bible say that people were worshiping when they were worshiping idols? Because we know it's just something they made, right? So, I mean, aren't they just worshiping nothing? No. The Bible said they were worshiping demonic spirits. They didn't know it. <laughs> I mean, and so these demonic spirits were ruling their life. And they were taking them down a path of darkness and destruction. Now, at first, it, it seems good, though. For Saul, at first, it seemed good. Because, you know, God had told him, you know, um, to uh, not take some of the plunder. And, you know, he, he, he took it anyway. And, and so at first, it seemed good. It's like, okay, I'm going to do most of what God says, but then I'm going to take some of this stuff that God told me not to, and it's going to make my life better. So at first, it's like, this is good, you know, following God for the most part, but not fully. But what happened was it opened the door and it led him to the place where he lost everything. And even as he was king and he had all the wealth and all the power, he was miserable. Why? Because he was ruled by darkness and he had constant fear and anxiety within himself. If that's your experience... I want you to know that you can be set free of that. But it only comes from the Lord. I can't do it. It comes from the Lord. It comes from approaching Him and saying, God, I want you. And I'm here to surrender my life to you. And I want you to use it for your purposes. Not mine. The religious leaders were all about getting people to follow them. Please don't follow me, okay? Follow the Lord. Give your life to the Lord and experience life, life in abundance. And when you experience that kind of life, you'll see people like Peter and Paul who were in prison and they were full of joy. They were singing. You're like, how can that be? Because they had the presence of the Lord. If you're thinking that happiness is in changing your circumstances, whatever they are right now, I just want to share with you that's not true. It's not true. I've had the greatest circumstances, but because I was rebelling against the Lord, I was in misery. I've been in places where all my comforts were taken away. You know, I've gone over to different countries where all the things that we enjoy, like the air that's blowing right now, that's keeping me from being unbelievably sweaty and wet right now. Yeah, they didn't have that. And I'd be sitting in puddles of sweat, but you know what? I had joy. Because at that time, I was being obedient to the Lord. If you are looking to change your circumstances to find joy, I'm telling you, you're wasting your time. Joy is available for you right now, and it comes in the presence of the Lord. You are worshiping. Maybe you think you're a person that's not worshiping. Maybe you think, you know, I'm not ready to give my life over to the Lord because that's kind of for those weird weak people. Listen to me. You're worshiping right now. You, you are being directed, and it's either by the Lord or it's by darkness. There is no in-between. And, and here's the freaky part. People can be sitting in a church on a regular basis, and they can be led by darkness. Again, that's what the religious leaders were doing. So it's not about you sitting in here. It's about you surrendering to the Lord. And if you do that, if you do that, you are going to find life. And if you're a person that's, you know, wants to follow the Lord, but you've been struggling with temptation not to give yourself over fully, I want you to know, I want you to know what, what, what the choices are there. 
There's two paths. One leads to darkness. One leads to the Lord. I'm praying that you will fully give yourself over and experience the joy that the Lord wants to give you. Father, this morning,